You're listening to episode 206 of the FitzPro podcast. And today we are going over five focuses for entrepreneurs in the second half of this year or whatever year you are listening to this in. Maybe it's the first half of the year, just over a six month period of time for whatever season of business you are in. These are five focuses that you might choose from um, in order to get some direction in your business. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. Before we get into today's episode, we are the chaos, make no mistake. So I am not currently on Instagram and I will not be on Instagram when this podcast episode drops. Uh, But behind the scenes, we have the water guys here working on our well. We also have people drilling and cutting asphalt in order to put in the electrical system for the gate that we are having put in. So yay, home ownership. Also, yay that this is the only time today that I can record this podcast. So excuse the chaos, welcome the chaos. If there is noise that is not um, ideal for a podcast, I do apologize. Audio is very important to me. Also, getting this episode done is important to me. So that's where we're at. If you do happen to be an entrepreneur, which I assume that you are, if you are listening to this particular episode, I have a free on-demand workshop called Your Biz Your Way. That's very important to me in the online space of health and fitness coaches, especially when I was getting started. This is why I said I would never coach business because I felt like I was being bombarded with people who, one, had never actually built a successful health and fitness business online. When I looked up the people, I was like, where is your business? Where is the success that you're promising you can get me? And it was all cookie cutter. You had to follow exactly what they were saying, which typically was like high high ticket prices, which there's nothing wrong with that. We give you that option inside Fitzbro Foundations and sales calls. That was the part that really did not sell me um, on the approach that these coaches were taking. So you don't have to do sales calls. Uh, we welcome them inside Fitzroy Foundations. If that is something that you want to do, it needs to be aligned with your approach to business, with your ethics, and uh, it needs to feel good for you. So there's a lot of like feelings around sales calls for certain people. Some people enjoy them. Some people don't. Some people would enjoy them if they took a different approach to those sales calls. So anywho, in the free workshop, it's not about sales calls. Uh, It is three steps to build a profitable online health and fitness business. Check that out. If you haven't, it is free. It is also the best way to join Fitzboro Foundations, which is your foundation of building. It's what everyone, in my opinion, needs to have set up in order to have a successful and profitable online health and fitness business that is sustainable over time. It's building a foundation that you can pivot from, that you can build upon again over time. So check that out. The link is in the show notes. Go to anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register. Moving right along. So there are endless ways and there always will be endless things to focus on as an entrepreneur. It's one of the things that paralyzes people, quite frankly, especially when getting started because you have so many things in front of you that you could choose to work on and directions that you could go. And that is oftentimes why we find ourselves spinning our wheels 
in the world of business. So in saying that there are endless things to focus on, I really should say that there are always going to be distractions and things pulling our attention away from maybe where it should be when we look at essentialism. So today's episode will hopefully give you some ideas of where to put your time and your energy in the back half of 2023, which is the year this is being recorded in, or whatever year you happen to be listening to this during. Number one is to define the season of business that you are in. And these are going to seem really simple, but again, simple isn't bad. And sometimes we need to come back to simplicity when things get overwhelming. So this is imperative. It's very rare that we are able to constantly be in a season of growth and a season of refinement, and a season of building or pushing revenue. Typically, we are in one of those. It doesn't mean that things can't happen within the same season or that things can't happen as a byproduct of the season that we're in, but you will likely be more successful if you choose one and focus all of your efforts there. And those are the four seasons that I suggest looking at from a business standpoint, Are you in a back-end system, a refinement season, right, where you are optimizing things? Are you needing to focus on growth, growth, excuse me, across the board? Are you pushing on social media as well as email list or whatever platforms you happen to be on from a business standpoint? Think of this as the top of your funnel. So where do you have the free audience? Where do you create content that people consume for free? That is typically where you will focus if growth is the goal, because we have to focus on the top when we want to grow. Those people get filtered through whatever systems and funnels we have in place to get them to purchase from us eventually. And don't overcomplicate that. Your funnel might literally be people find you on Instagram and they fill out your application to work with you. It doesn't have to be some seven step process. So your hope is that in, you know, three to 12 months of someone following you on whatever platform you're on, whether that's email, Instagram, YouTube, podcasting, etc., they are purchasing from you after that three to 12 month period sooner if you do have a faster buying cycle funnel set up. So like I said, number one is to define the season that you're in because that will also lead into choosing some of these other focuses that we're gonna go over in where it makes sense for you. Number two, this might sound silly, but number two is to focus on you. So often in entrepreneurship, even seven years in referring to myself, you can find yourself extremely caught up in seeing what everyone else is doing. And it will make you question your own approach like nobody's business. When you didn't even have, you weren't even second guessing, you weren't even having second thoughts prior to seeing what so-and-so was doing. And now you're questioning your existence. It's so silly and it happens to all of us. This, this for me was maybe like 15% of my own decision in getting off uh, Instagram for six to eight weeks. I have built a business that allows me to do that, to leave Instagram and still function. And I genuinely enjoy Instagram. It is my favorite social media app as a consumer, as well as a creator, but I needed to either unfollow everyone and take that number down to zero or just remove myself from the noise. I needed to do myself that favor while I worked on my own projects behind the scenes. If you've been in my audience for any period of time, you know that I always say put your blinders on and how important that is 
in really finding and cultivating your own culture, your own voice, your own messaging, your own philosophy in the world of online health and fitness, muting or unfollowing whoever you take information in from can be very helpful in allowing you to put those blinders on. So perhaps you've been consuming a lot of content and whatever season you're in requires action. When we are in seasons of creation or planning, removing distractions can be wildly helpful. So that's number two. It's just to focus on you. So whatever you need to do in order to remove distractions so that you can kind of centralize that focus on you and whatever you need to do in the next six months, do that, whatever that looks like. Number three, you're probably not going to like this one. It has to do with your numbers. Please, please, please begin tracking your numbers, paying attention to them, learning to be objective about them. If you have not yet done that, even if you have utterly failed in the first half of this year at tracking your numbers. If you have tracked nothing, we are looking at them. I want you to open yourself up to your numbers, which ones you want to track, how you're going to track them in the back half of the year, and that that can be very helpful for your business and for your mental state. Something that my one-on-one business clients really enjoy by the end of working with me is that they love seeing their numbers. They want to see their numbers. They look forward to seeing their numbers because it helps them make better decisions in their business. What we measure, we can manage. It's the same thing with health and fitness. It applies to business. So two places that I want you to start with this are profit and loss, which is very simple, right? How much money is coming in? That's your revenue. What are your expenses? How much money is going out? That's your profit and loss. How much is left over? that's your profit. The other thing that I want you to track is your key performance indicators. That is a fancy business word for track whatever the heck you want in your business. What needles do you want to move forward? Your social media numbers, your client retention, how many sales calls you had, what is your conversion rate when you have a sales call, how many people are joining your email list, so how many opt-ins do you have, what is your open rate of your email list. If you want that to be higher, we need to work on the subject lines of your emails. We might need to do some market research and find out what your greater audience wants to hear from you, what types of emails do they open, so on and so forth. Those are your KPIs. There's no set rule of what is involved in your KPIs as far as what numbers you are tracking. I track far more KPIs in my business than I am actually trying to focus on on a monthly basis. Typically, I track all the numbers, but the ones that I am trying to push are maybe like one to three of those numbers. Everything else I'm just keeping an eye on. Please don't let the how stop you. I do not give a rat's ass if you just create a note in your notes app for now. Make some notes. Keep track there. It does not need to be fancy. I want you to get started. That's the goal here. You can use a Google Doc or a blank Google Sheet. Again, if those literally feel too overwhelming, open your notes app. That's it. When I started Built by Annie, in 2017, I literally tracked my monthly numbers and who needed what phase in my actual paper planner at the end of each month. 
So like I said, I am not concerned with the how. I am concerned with you being open to and excited about getting into your numbers. Just look at your numbers, write them down somewhere. See what they bring you. That's what I am saying for number three. Number four is in regards to your offer and or your client experience because those go hand in hand. So often in business, especially when I put up like a Q&A on Instagram, it's all about getting more clients. It's about generating leads, focusing on content creation, the funnels, all of the details outside of what actually makes us money, outside of the actual task at hand within your business, which is generating revenue and providing a service to your clients. If you've never audited what I refer to as your client lifespan inside Fitzboro Foundations, it's something we go over in detail inside the course. I encourage you to do this. Like I heavily encourage you to do this, no matter what your focus is for the last half of the year. You do not need Fitzboro Foundations to focus on this aspect of your business. But if you would like that guidance, obviously I would love to have you inside the course. You're going to look at your onboarding process, the actual contents inside the program, the client experience inside the program. How many touch points do they have? How easy is it for them to access the content, to learn whatever it is that you're teaching them, to get whatever result it is that you are saying they can possibly attain through following your program, investing in your service, whatever. And then how can that be improved? Where can it be improved? Uh, How do you collect testimonies? How can we optimize those? How do you offboard a client? Are you gifting your clients anything? How can you go above and beyond to get the best possible experience for your customer so that they end up selling your offer for you? How can you make it more seamless, more joyful, more personal for your client? That is what I want you to look at for number four is your client experience and your actual offer. Do we need to update something? Do we need to change something? Do we need to take something out? Is it too much? Do we need to add something to it? Please, please, please audit that. See what it does for your business. You may also get reinvigorated about your offer, which makes it easier for you to talk about and sell that offer. Number five, this is our last one. This is especially if growth is your goal. And remember, we talked about growth. Obviously, yes, is that you want more clients, but that starts with likely increasing the number of your free followers, audience members, leads that you have in your business. Not always, not necessarily. We can just focus on sales. But if growth is your goal, I'm going to assume that has to do with your audience. I want you to focus on frequency. One of my one-on-one business clients recently added 5,000 followers to her Instagram in two months. Yes, it can still happen. I know I know people don't believe it, but it can still happen. Uh, it was not one viral video or swipe post, so don't make that mistake either. It simply happened from her posting every day or twice a day, letting go of making every post perfect or deciding ahead of time what would go viral and what wouldn't. The goal was literally just check the box of getting a post out every day and leave it there. Now there is context here because this business client knows her ideal client very well. She is established and she has past content to look through to determine 
what did really, really well, what things should she focus on in order to maybe increase her reach and therefore her capacity for getting new followers. So we have that research, that market data to look at from the past in order to maybe make some, some more calculated decisions in her content. Something that she found in the process of posting every day was that it was actually easier and less stressful than posting like three or four times a week because the weight of each post is removed with high frequency posting. That doesn't mean the value is necessarily removed, but not every post is going to be the highest value post. And when you think about what content gets shared, what content gets exposure, Maybe it's not the most valuable from an education standpoint, but it brings people joy. It's relatable. And that is valuable. We are on social media. Don't forget that. So she was able to let go of posting at the perfect time or making the prettiest, most appealing graphics with every single post. When you post every day or at a high frequency, it removes the weight of each post, like I said, which makes sense because the less often that you are posting, the more you're depending on that post to perform for you, to do something for you. So consider that if you are, if, if posting every day seems overwhelming to you, consider that it might actually end up being less overwhelming for you. I will say that it is maybe best used as a sprint and that posting every single day can end up feeling like a lot because you have to keep up with it, right? But if you do this, number one is lower the barrier to entry. Think about how many single Twitter style graphics get shared and go viral. Whether you are posting on YouTube, high frequency on YouTube would be like two times per week. If you're posting on Instagram, we're talking at least once per day, every day. If you are on Pinterest, again, at least once per day, you're posting multiple times per day and you will likely pay for Tailwind in order to loop pins so that they go back to the top of the search. If you are on TikTok, at least three times per day. Again, this is if growth is your goal. I want you to focus specifically on frequency. This is just something, especially if you are on Instagram, that you... It will behoove you to accept that fact. The lifespan of a post is so short and each post is more eyes and more opportunity to gain followers for people to share, for you to increase your capacity to gain followers from each post. So that is all I have for today's episode. Hopefully you have, you know, one or two of those are a focus for you in the back half of 2023. Maybe they helped you eliminate what is not a focus for you in the back half of 2023. That is something that can be extremely helpful is not only defining what your focus is, but also declaring, I am not focusing on X. I am not putting my thoughts, time, energy, emotion over there. So maybe consider that as well um, as a little bonus at the end of this episode. If you did enjoy this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Give the show five stars, leave a written review. It helps me get in front of more humans. Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Fitzpro Podcast. Podcast.